It's time for Forward Nation Radio. Now here he is, the host of Forward Nation Radio, David Leventhal. Welcome to Forward Nation Radio, the second edition in our new President Biden series of Forward Nation Radio. I'm David Leventhal. Yes, it's the President Biden series of Forward Nation Radio. And uh, remember how last week, all that long ago, I was talking about maybe hopefully putting Trump and his criminal political organization behind us a little bit? Yeah, well, that was, of course, aspirational and hopeful. And I don't even think I expressed a lot of hope last week that that was going to be possible anytime soon. But it's less possible than we might have even hoped, even as awful as things have been. The Republican Party, minority though it may be, is simply not going to accept being put into our rearview mirror, so to speak. And so on today's show, we will be looking forward and some of what uh, President Biden has been doing to try to move this country forward and to address the crimes of the last four years. But unfortunately, in order to consider moving forward, we're going to have to still look at the criminal organization and its cult leader and what they're doing to get in the way, continuing to get in the way. That'll be today's show. But uh, let's start, of course, with the latest on COVID. As of this time, we're at about 26 million deaths. uh, I'm sorry, about 26 million people in America having contracted the virus, a little bit over, a little bit under, depending on whose numbers you're looking at. And about, again, depending on whose numbers, about 450,000 dead. So that's 50,000 more than we'd been not very long ago in the show when we were reporting just breaking the 400,000 barrier. On our way, as I noted last week, to President Biden, having said, we're going to hit certainly expected 600,000 anyway. We are seeing new variants that are, frankly, scary, although some of the numbers in the last few days have been a little bit better. We are worried about what the new variants are going to do as far as people getting even more sick, spreading the virus even more, and dying, and how the vaccines may be somewhat less effective with new variants. So it's, it's still exciting out there. And uh, among the 26 million Americans or so who have contracted the virus, it turns out are hundreds of the 25,000 National Guard members who had been deployed to Washington in response to the siege, to the actions to overthrow the democratically elected United States government. Yes, hundreds of those 25,000 National Guard members have tested positive for COVID-19 after being sheltered in not very safe conditions while responding to the siege on Washington, D.C. So let's just add that to the litany of Trump and Republican uh, disgraceful actions and things they should be responsible for. But anyway, uh, before I get to the Republicans, I've been talking about Biden and his discussions of unity. Well, President Biden, I have to admit, has gone full partisan. 
I've been talking, of course, about the fact that I think the Democrats need to be partisan, need to be more partisan than they have been. And uh, Biden has gone full partisan. And he did that when he said, and I quote, Unity and healing must begin with understanding and truth, not ignorance and lies. Well, you can imagine how this has Republicans all up in arms. He's supposed to be a unifier. He ran on on the idea of unifying, and already he's out there attacking ignorance and lies. In other words, such partisanship against Republicans. You know, for, for our older listeners out there, and I guess this is for our much older listeners out there, do you remember when the GOP used to stand for stuff? Like like when it used to believe in stuff or at least pay better lip service to believing in stuff? Not that I'm waxing nostalgic here. I want to be clear. In my lifetime at least, it was never anything good that they stood for. And that sounds partisan on my part. But of course, not standing for anything good is what would befit a political party slash criminal organization that was organized, its governing philosophy is based on selfishness, greed and selfishness, and whiteness. So this party that's always been about selfishness and whiteness at least claimed to care about things that promoted their selfish and white agenda, although I guess they're still doing the white thing. Now, they barely even pay any lip service to having any belief in anything other than their own power and their own selves. And they barely pay lip service to anyone who's not a complete imbecile watching right-wing media to having any interest in what's good for this country. One of the, one of the core tenets of republicanism, of course, was free market efficiency. That's what they that's what conservatives were supposed to be about, right? Free market efficiency. Since we started this show, I have been ridiculing the idea, the bullshit of free market efficiency. But in any event, over that time and for years before And certainly recently, the world simply has not been good to Republicans on that fundamental tenet of free market efficiency. Over the the last few years, the financial crisis and resulting Great Recession, the destruction of the planet through climate change, pollution, sick Americans, our inability to deliver health care, One asset bubble after another, bursting with the impact of destroying people's livelihoods and lives. One business scandal after another. I'd say it it began, I guess it began in my adult life, I suppose, with Enron. But uh, business scandals preceded that as well. But it's it's just been a series of one business scandal after another where businesses are showing that they make money by screwing up society, screwing up the market, and destroying the lives of others. Well, 
the latest blow to free market efficiency is the GameStop scandal that uh, I'm sure you've been hearing about because it's been all over the news. GameStop being a retailer of video games, I guess, that was struggling. Well, it has, although although things are a little bit different by the time I, I go to record this right now, over the last week or so, it has done a remarkable turnaround. And its stock has gone through the roof. Making people who have no business having made all this money, making a lot of money. <laughs> and making other people who have no business losing their money, lose money. And the reason this is, of course, is because the stock price has gone up, not based on anything having to do with rational economics or, or business. Its stock price has gone up through a series of lies, through a public propaganda campaign on social media to prop up the stock price of this company and not quite as famously several others. Beyond anything that makes any sense whatsoever. And that's the most important lesson, I think, from this whole thing. This is all bullshit. And in fact, it's a reminder of how much bullshit has permeated our society. We've been talking since we started this show four years ago about bullshit media and its impact on politics. And we'll be talking about that later on in today's show, of course. We talk about it every show since it, it describes the Republican criminal organization and, and any success it has. But the bullshit is, in media is not just about politics. It's about business. And in this case, about these companies that have no business being valued highly, but being valued highly because of a, a social media campaign. And of course, what's most disturbing for, for the, what, what's left of the Republican intelligentsia is that these lies aren't coming from Wall Street, which is where lies about the stock market and American businesses are supposed to be coming from. This is why this whole thing has united very disparate people in our government, people on left and right, arguing both sides of this. This is not good that this is going on. The, the one good thing about this is it points out how unbelievably absurd all our stock market bullshit generally is. Now, yes, normally there's some more substance to the stock market and what's going on in companies' valuation. But one positive that should come out of this whole GameStop, et cetera, scenario, other than some people who are getting rich for no reason at all, but one good thing that should come out of this is it should burst this bubble of market efficiency and market wisdom and the brilliance of Wall Street as if these stock values, in most cases, had anything to do with anything that was real. I made a joke about it's disturbing Republicans because those lies aren't coming from Wall Street, but this should be a reminder to everybody how easy it is for Wall Street bigwigs to manipulate the stock market the way they want to manipulate it. They don't necessarily have to go through social media, though you can bet they're going to be learning a lesson about lying to people from this, because they own much of the regular media. 
And so they can lie to us through CNBC, through financial statements, through everything they control to lie to us to manipulate stocks for their own benefit and generally not to ours. If we're lucky enough to benefit, it's because we were really, really lucky. Just something to keep in mind. So for Republicans, I guess, when you've got nothing, when you've got no ideology to lean on, nothing to believe in that makes any sense at all, that's that's rational anyway. When you got nothing, you got nothing to lose, right? So Republicans have nothing to lose. And this is a lot of the explanation for why they continue to double down on the end of civilized society in America and worldwide. And that is not hyperbole. We have been reading further this week, as I've been reporting on for years, about the continued rise of racist and far-right movements growing around the world. I've been talking on this show, and our current government, now at least the half, the, the side that's in control, knows that we need a response commensurate with the threat. Speaking of far-right movements growing around the world, a threat to world peace, to civilization, to the existence of humanity down the road. Whether this country, whether this world can survive another world war is seriously open to question. We didn't have weapons of mass destruction in the last world war. At least we didn't have weapons of planetary destruction. U.S. security agencies, now that they're freed to tell the truth, are finally acknowledging the, the far-right threat in the United States, the terrorist threat coming from far-right. In other words, backers of former President Trump and the Republican criminal organization. They're not just out there attacking left-wing groups. As we continue to learn, they were ordered to do under the Trump administration and the Republican criminal organization, even though left-wing groups were not seen to pose a threat to this country. Now we've actually identified the real threat. I wonder if we'll actually be able to do anything about it. This is a reminder that the Republican Party is and has been a treasonous criminal organization willing to allow domestic terrorist movements to grow in the United States, to threaten the very existence of this country, and yes, possibly the world, simply because, for now, it's in their political interest to do so. And if you think I'm overstating the case, if you think I'm overstating the impact of ignorance and lies for these morons, let's talk to the latest on impeachment. Well, speaking of ignorance, speaking of treason, let's talk about impeachment. Remember when, again, I was almost hopeful last week. I wasn't really, but I, but I tried to be. It was our first week under President Biden. And there is a lot that's going to improve by executive order, at least for the next couple of years, probably only to be unwound a few years after that. Do you remember we talked about after January 6th, there were people out there. I wasn't one of them, but, but there was a little bit of me that hoped that this was going to be the case that hoped that there would be some conscience shown in this country 
after the attack on the United States Capitol and the United States government and the United States election, there was hope that Fox News would tone it down just a little bit. Oops. There was hope that maybe the Republican criminal organization, some of whom were close to death, would be motivated to actually believe in something real and do something for this country? It didn't take very long for that optimism to be completely destroyed. We, we've been talking about, I talked last week at the opening of this show, putting Trump in the rearview mirror. Well, they're not going to put Trump in the rearview mirror a couple of weeks into the, not even a couple of weeks into the Biden administration, it is already clear that Donald Trump is not being put in the rearview mirror. He's not being let out to pasture. He's still in the car with, no, no, he's not still in the car with us. The, the GOP keeps giving grandpa the keys and grandpa's still driving the car. That is the GOP criminal organization. There, I'm, I'm going to take that metaphor from beginning to end. I'm going to use it for all it's worth. The Republicans have spent the last week absolutely rallying around their flag. Not the United States flag, their flag. You know, the KKK flag, the Nazi flag, whatever it is. The flag of criminal criminality and destroying America. This, I, I, I said, they're doing this in light of the fact that other than good fortune, some of them might have lost their lives, including the vice president of the United States, who we we found out was really, really close to the mob. And other than good fortune and maybe some misdirection by Capitol Police, they might have captured the vice president. Maybe they would have carried through on their on their threat to hang the vice president of the United States. It almost, I have, to, I have to watch my words here. I don't know how to phrase this properly under the circumstances. I almost want to say it would have been entertaining, not, not the fact that the vice president was strung up and not, I, that's awful. That shouldn't have happened. I'm glad it didn't happen. Let's just be clear. But to watch how the Republican Party would have managed to put that in their rearview mirror, to have completely ignored the fact that the scumbags they are afraid of, but who they greatly need, had murdered their own vice president. Watching them do twists and turns that a, a yoga teacher could only envy in order to continue to do the bidding of these murderers. That yes, they're still murderers. Would have been entertaining in a in a can't-turn-your-mind-from-a-train-wreck kind of way. Can't-turn-your-eyes-from-a-train-wreck kind of way. The Department of Justice continues to be under investigation for trying to overturn the election. And with all that's going on, with all the terrible things, with the fact that the more we learn, the more the impeachment of the former president of the United States should be an absolute slam dunk if you believe in anything having to do with preserving this country or the trappings of democracy. We had this week, as you all know, all but five Republican senators. And remember, the Senate 
is where the better Republicans are. All but five Senate Republicans, that's 90% if I do my math correctly, voted against the constitutionality of impeachment, despite the fact that, how do I put this? Constitutional scholars don't seem to have a lot of doubt about this. Nor does rational thought seem to have much doubt about this. All but five Republicans voted against moving forward with the impeachment trial on the basis of it being unconstitutional. Moscow Mitch was not one of the five. I had talked last week. Wow, what a surprise to be proven right in a week. I had talked about the fact that Moscow Mitch had come out and made waves by saying that he was considering impeachment, impeachment, voting for impeachment. He said, yeah, whatever. Anybody at this point who believes anything Moscow Mitch says really need to, needs to re- return to the farm. But Moscow Mitch was voted against the constitutionality of impeachment and making it go away. So the guy who just a few days ago was saying he was for considering impeachment. He would consider impeachment. He, being the judicious man that he is, would consider impeachment arguments and wouldn't tip his hat as to how he was going to vote. But it turns out what he wouldn't stomach is actually hearing those arguments. Yes, he could be swayed by arguments if he were to allow himself to listen to those arguments. For anyone who for a moment wants to think that the Republican Party is something other than the criminal organization actually is. So someone who cannot understand how utterly lacking of decency, ethics, humanity, and respect for this country it possibly can be. The extent to which this is nothing but a criminal party continues to come into focus. There is nothing there about decency. There is nothing there about patriotism. It is all about selfishness, and we continue to see that. Now, how could they how could they get away with this? Well, the obvious answer I've been saying for four years is Americans are ignorant and or stupid. I don't want to say either one alone because a lot of Americans are not stupid. They're just ignorant, so they do a great stupid impression. Whereas a lot of Americans really are stupid. And some of them even know stuff, are informed. Most of them, of course, misinformed. But they're too stupid to be allowed near a voting booth. Why is it that the Republicans know that they could just attack this country, support the people who, who led and incited an armed insurrection against America? I, I want to pause. You know, I, I'm, I'm torn here. I try to go pretty fast so that at no point do you have a few moments to think about, gee, maybe you're bored. But on the other hand, every now and then I want to pause and really make sure that something sinks in. Because I don't know for you, but for me, I say this stuff all the time. And every now and then I just kind of catch myself and go, holy shit, did I just say that? Seriously, is that is that real? <laughs> the, the president, former president of the United States led an assault incited a riot against the government of the United States of America, the capital of the United States, tried to overturn an election. You just, you, again, I just, just let that linger. I know you know what happened, but just think about this. What is the result of this? 
We're not going to impeach him. The guy is uh, he's impeached. He's not going to be convicted. Not going to be convicted. It's it's almost inconceivable since the Democrats need to pick up 17. They only got five who are willing to have a trial. You know they're not listening to anything that happens. But they're going to have to pick up Republicans for decency. Uh, Kevin McCarthy, this week, the House Minority Leader, makes the Hajj to Mar-a-Lago to presumably get down on his hands and knees. And I, I think I'm talking literally. To get down on his hands and knees so that he can get closer to Donald Trump's ass that he's going to kiss. Begging forgiveness for just for a few moments, possibly coming off the reservation and making it sound like as the minority leader of the United States Congress and a man who had to be evacuated from the Capitol at risk of his life that he might actually be against the insurrection trying to overthrow the United States government. It's not just him. Matt, Matt Gates, who we've talked about before, another absolute lunatic from the asylum, was after the rabble was roused to the, to the tune of several deaths and the storming of the United States Capitol, Matt Gates decides that he should rouse the rabble some more in a bid to oust Liz Cheney from leadership in the Republican Party. Because Liz Cheney, daughter of Darth Vader himself, and an absolute piece of shit, as I have been reporting on this show since we started, is now not piece of shit enough for the Republican Party. The Texas GOP, since we spoke last time, the Texas Republican Party has adopted... The QAnon slogan into its platform, we are the storm, right after that storm stormed the U.S. Capitol. This is the Texas Republican Party. Speaking of QAnon, Marjorie Taylor Greene, that QAnon spewing piece of human trash who pieces of shit decided to put into the United States Congress and who has talked approvingly on Facebook of killing Democrats, is now talking about space lasers controlled controlled by the international financial community and other buzzwords, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, Jews. The Jewish conspiracy. Not that they're like Hitler or anything. Way to go, Nazi-supporting Jews out there. It's been a couple of weeks since I've thanked your disgusting, worthless pieces of shit asses. Thank you, Nazi-supporting Jews. This is what's in the United States Congress now. Vote Republican, you jackasses. Why is it that they could be this crazy? One reason, of course, is that memory fades. And the Republicans know that. This is America. As awful as it is right now, The average American voter has an attention span that will not allow her to sit through a 30-second TV ad. And whatever happens now, it's two years of Republican lies, and it will all go away, as it has since I I started teaching, for, for, for decades. 
So whatever optimism may have seeped through last week, because I was trying, again, it was a new era and I'm hopeful, was hopeful. It's just hard to avoid the idea at this point with what's been going on in our government that here we go again. That it's just the Obama administration all over again, the Clinton administration all over again, only worse than the Clinton administration and probably, well, at least as bad as the Obama administration. The Republicans are going to just try to ruin everything for two years. Just so we're all clear on that. This is what happened under Obama and before. They will just try to ruin everything. Based on the idea that they can lie to constituents and people are too stupid and have too short a memory to remember and to know who to blame. So, they will just obstruct, obstruct, obstruct. We've, we've seen it start already with everything the Democrats are trying to do. The, the Republicans have come out, the 10 so-called moderate Republicans, bearing in mind at least five of them voted to get rid of the impeachment to let the president get away with inciting an armed insurrection against the United States of America. But the moderate Republicans, led by Susan Collins, of course, who's very concerned, always, always very concerned, is as a, as a proposal to combat... President Biden's $1.9 trillion economic recovery plan and COVID recovery plan. What's the Republican moderate response? Give everyone a lottery ticket. Okay, that's not true. That was a joke. But their plan is to reduce the $1.9 trillion to $600 billion. Sound familiar? I've talked about this on the show endlessly. This is what they did to Obama with the help of conservative Democrats. And then spent four years running against Obama because, or eight years running against Obama because the stimulus wasn't big enough and didn't do the job by forcing a stimulus down. So here they're doing it again. If, if we have a stimulus, it might make the country better. If the country's better, Democrats might do well in the 2022 and 2024 elections. Therefore, let's make sure we destroy the country. And we will be doing that by posing as moderate unifiers while we vote against impeachment of the guy who tried to destroy the United States government. So, this is where we stand. $600 billion is what they propose. Not so much on the aid to states thing. You know, money for education and all that. Hey, I work in public education. You don't really need classes. I mean, a few years from now, CUNY, for instance could just sell degrees to students and cut out the middleman. Cut out the whole education thing. Just sell degrees. Why do we need teachers? Think of all the money we could save. That's facetious, but not. Because that's where we're heading. So, the Republicans already signaling they're just going to try to stop the Democratic agenda. There was good news on that front. It started even before the $600 billion insult of a plan. The, the GOP, having lost the Senate, was holding up Democrats taking over the Senate. They refused to go with the same power-sharing agreement that existed in 2001 when the Senate was 50-50, and Republicans had the tie-breaking vote. They wouldn't go with that. They wanted more. Well, the good news is the GOP seems to have just caved on that. And the party that actually controls the United States Senate is going to even be able to control some of the committees. Here's, here's a thought, by the way, maybe about future ways to resolve this. Maybe, 
as a model for the future. When there is a tie in the Senate, let's say that the tie goes to the one who won by 41 million votes. Just just saying. Maybe we should go, maybe if the Senate is 50-50, the, the 50% that represents 41 million more Americans than the other 50 should get the lead. It's not going to happen because when the 50-50 with a Republican president, the Democrats are going to have 41 million more constituents and the Republicans are going to control it all. But there's one the Democrats didn't back down on. And I don't know, not that anything's going to come out of the Senate particularly anyway until and unless the Democrats are willing to just completely ignore the Republicans. The response, by the way, to, to what should be the response, the Republicans' $600 billion counteroffer is, how do I put this delicately? Go fuck yourselves. That's what they should say in private. Go fuck yourselves. We will talk unity of the American public just like you talk believing in America in front of the American public. But when push comes to shove and behind the scenes, we know you are evil sons of bitches just trying to destroy this country and you matter not at all. Here is our agenda. You want to come on board? Come on board. Otherwise, get the fuck out of the way. Problem is, they're not going to get the fuck out of the way. Democrats aren't going to be able to get them the fuck out of the way. And it is the advantage that the Republicans have always had. Because it is much easier to stop something from happening than to make something happen. The move toward uh, what entropy is, is the natural order, the move towards chaos, whatever, is the natural order. I guess, it, 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 let's not get intellectual here, because I'm screwing it up anyway. It's easier to break things than to fix them. And that's the advantage that the Republicans have. It's easier to cut the baby in half than to put the baby back together. It is easier to stop things when you believe in nothing. It is easier to win when you believe in nothing. The Democrats are at a huge disadvantage. They actually want to help people and help the country. It is also, as I say, ad nauseum. It is easier when the system is fixed in your favor. And considering how undemocratic democracy is in America, the fact that the Republicans have such an unbelievable advantage going in in the presidential race, the Senate, and the House of Representatives. It's just hard to imagine the Democrats end up prevailing and get get through the kind of policies that we need to help America. And of course, the last advantage that the Republicans have, and this is a huge advantage, of course, it is way easier to get away with whatever your agenda is when your people are absolute fucking morons. And considering how fucking stupid the average Republican, not even the average, Republican voters are at this point, how fucking stupid or fucking selfish and both, it's, it's a huge advantage to them. But to try to leave on more of a, a little bit of a positive note before we go, Democrats are, are just not going to get much of their agenda or anything through the United States Senate. Uh, maybe they'll get through naming a post office, but probably only if they name the post office after a Confederate general. Other than that, Democrats aren't getting any, anything through the United States Senate. The New York Times had an editorial over the week that Biden should slow down the executive's orders and try to get some laws passed instead. That's a good thought if you're living on planet something other than this one. It ain't going to happen. The Democrats had better ram through everything they can. They better use 
budget reconciliation to get everything they can through because the Republicans will help them with nothing, to be clear. Anyway, Biden has continued to show what good governance and decent governments can actually be about. Just quickly before we go to run down, quick rundown of the executive or major executive orders of the week. A couple of things that are that are really worthy of mention is it agenda to combat racism, is agenda to promote civil rights for all, not just on the basis of race, on the basis of sex and sexual orientation, gender identification, etc., the LGBTQ community. Well, Biden came out and and tried to sell his plan to combat racism and to promote civil rights to the people who are all about destroying civil rights by talking about a rising tide lifting all boats. I understand what he's getting at. Helping people who have been marginalized by our society does not hurt you, as many Republican supporters might believe. The problem, of course, and and it was said for the benefit of Trump supporters and Republican supporters, but the problem is, I don't know how many of them, I don't think there are that many who support that idea. I'm not sure it's a question of, for most of them, if we help these people, I'm going to get hurt. It's just a question of, we better not help these people. I don't like these people. We've talked about this a lot. I believe that most Republican voters would hurt themselves and their own interests as long as it hurt others, as long as it screwed the libs and the Jews and the blacks and the forgive me, the fags, the gays, the lesbians, whatever. As long as it screwed them, they'd be okay because of how much they are motivated by hatred and just awfulness. But in that sense, um, he has voted to end private prisons. That's one we've been talking about a lot since we started. Another area where Republicans could talk about the efficiency of the free market But in places where the free market competes with government, in most cases, government does a much better job. That certainly has been true of prisons, private prisons, which have gotten a lot of people rich by ruining a lot of people's lives. Uh, Ending ending housing discrimination. Gee, what what a divider this guy is, seeking to end housing discrimination. And, of course, reversing Donald Trump's orders against the LGBTQ community regarding the military enforcement of uh, civil rights laws, etc. Wow, awful. He's a divider because he won't let them divide like they really think they want to divide on the basis of whiteness and heterosexuality. Uh, his executive order to fix health care was a big one this week. Seeking to undo Trump's attacks against health care during a global pandemic, as I keep reporting on. Right. That was a good idea. Destroying healthcare in America while we're trying to battle a, a, a deadly global pandemic. But undo Trump's attacks against the Affordable Care Act. We have talked endlessly on this show about how Donald Trump keeps promising to have a secret plan that's much better than the ACA. He's got nothing. He never had anything. That hasn't stopped them from trying to get rid of the ACA and get nothing. They weren't able to get rid of the ACA, so he has chipped away at it and taken away much, much of its benefits. Well, those are going to go back. For instance, in the Affordable Care Act, people couldn't sell bullshit insurance to people who were unwary or who otherwise were willing to play Russian roulette with their lives. That will no longer be the case. If you're going to buy an insurance policy, it's got to be a real insurance policy. It's got to cover you if you get sick. 
He's going to expand Medicaid. And in a sign of free speech, uh, he's going to allow funding for places that actually tell people that there's such a thing as abortion. Ending the ban on abortion counseling or funding of anyone who mentions that there is abortion. So free speech, Republican style, of course. It's okay. Free speech allows you to incite an insurrection against the United States government, but it sure doesn't allow you to tell a woman that she might have the option to abort a fetus. Finally, news on the judge front. Joe Biden with Democratic Senate is going to have the opportunity to put judges onto the court. It will barely make a dent in the quarter of federal judges that were put on there by the criminal son of a bitch who was just ousted and should be in prison soon. What was interesting in this story is the number of judges who are currently retiring or taking senior status where they can be replaced so that Biden can replace them. What's interesting about this story is the number of these judges who are Republicans and were appointed by Republicans but who are retiring or taking senior status now that a sane human being can actually replace them. I guess to give you an idea of the size of the mountain, we still need to climb. But here I am, ending on an upbeat note. So there you go. Uh, Next week, I hope, I think I've promised this to you for the last couple of weeks, but next week I expect that we will be talking about what we would need to do to try to address the root problem that allows the Republican criminal organization to be as insane as it is, as as criminal as it is, and as successful as it is. We'll get to that soon, hopefully next week. Until then, be well, be safe. See you soon. You've been listening to Forward Nation Radio with David Leventhal. 